Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet hosted by three guys who smash into each other and form one giant guy after recording. Ew, <laughs> yeah. disgusting. It's disturbing for about 30 seconds. <laughs> it's the Noobs and the Hoobian. My name's Austin, I'm the Hoobian, these are my sons Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the Noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. So, uh, wait, what? Except when we don't. <laughs> I was like, wait, that shouldn't be there. On, it's the wrong wait, week. Except it is the right week because sometimes we don't because this week we won't. So welcome to yes. episode 105, our timey-wimey number 12. Our That's hard to surprise timey-wimey because I think we yeah. said that it, we were going to oh, do yeah. the other episode last week, but... We might no, have. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We sat no, down we to s- do that Yeah, one. we said yeah. it right on the show. But then we sat down to watch mm-hmm. uh, the next episode of and we like, Doctor Who, and Trip was working on the show notes and went, "Wait a minute, Dad! <laughs> this <laughs> says that we're up. supposed to be doing Bill and Ted next." And I'm like, "Oh, that's not right! Oh my gosh, it's right!" So, welcome to therefore episode 105, Timey Wimey number 12, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. So this is the one where two idiots—that would be me—get help creating a future utopia by literally conquering death. Having symbiotic Martian dudes create robot versions of themselves and learning to play guitar. Station! Epic. <laughs> Station! So did y- y'all picked up on that, right? They were yeah. dropping that in. Yeah. Like, the first time we heard Station was, uh, what's his dude from Faith like No right More? right near the beginning. Yeah, it was the guy from yeah. Faith No More mean? who was playing himself. And he goes, station! And it was like, and everybody goes, station! You know, like, we were all supposed to get that reference or something. And it was like a long time before that made any sense. But they said it several times. The robots, the evil robot us's, said it multiple times. Which was hilarious to me. Because it was just Mm -hmm. like, you know, they're the bad guys. There's, anyways. I love that the robots were the bad guys, but they were definitely still completely Bill and Ted. I love that. Like the guy that made them hated them for being like the guys that hated them. us, dude. (laughs) I love it. All right, so guys, let's uh, let's jump into the cast. Uh, So uh, we had the return of Amy Stock as Missy. And my one note here was, she's back. She's back, and now she's married to Ted's dad. So I love that Bill's dad is just a ruined, disheveled yeah. version, a hollowed-out husk of a version of himself. Uh, he's just like, oh, I can't believe I lost Missy to him, you know. I'm going to be your own stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and then we had new uh, new cast member this time. We had William Sadler, who played Death. Now, he has done uh, lots of stuff throughout the years. I mean, just like, there were several that I thought about putting on the list, and then it just kind of like kept being stuff that I wanted mm-hmm. to put on the list. Um, so the one that I decided to throw in there was he played President Ellis in Iron Man 3, which was kind of a, you know, kind of a minor role. Mm-hmm. He's there, um, and you'd probably recognize him if you saw him. But he's also, uh, he played President Ellis on the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, those are like same universe and everything. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he continued to play that character for a couple of episodes on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So there's your, you know, your MCU tie-in for the week. Um, he also played in this movie the random British guy watching TV with his yeah. wife at the very end. And I was like, 
Oh my why gosh, you, I've never why noticed Why do you need that, that actor instead yeah, of a right? different actor? I just, like, yeah, like, it's like they just, just to said... Just throw him in as a second guy. And they were running out of budget. So that's like, <laughs> you <laughs> right. can be this one random guy that has too much time in this movie oh, yeah. for whatever I, reason. Yeah, right? Yeah, seriously, he was on screen... Oh, you're talking, the, you're talking about the right and British guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah, we saw a lot of that yeah. guy, considering that it was just supposed mm, to like, establish that we're seeing this all around the globe. Oh, the makeup. No one will ever know it's the same guy. That's right. Yeah, put some hair on him and mm. make his face not, you know, chalk Pasty white. white. Yeah, so yes. uh, so he did play uh, two characters in this movie, which is uh, hilarious to me. And again, I have I, somehow I have never, ever caught that before. Uh, <laughs> so if you if you missed it too, go back and rewind to the, the big finale concert when they cut to the British guy, uh, the, the British couple, and he goes, my word, uh, that's him. That's that's William Sadler. That's death. And uh, we will be seeing him again, believe it or not, because mm. as we saw at the end, you know, he stays on as part of the band. He's yeah. the grim flipping reaper. He's got like a job the in the afterlife. Grim reaper. Yeah, like the actual grim reaper. He's got a job in the afterlife, and he's just like giving that up to go on tour with Bill and Ted as yeah. the bass player. <laughs> Didn't as, excuse say, me, as he, the stand-up bass player? Yeah, because yeah. he's like, um, if you beat me, then now you own me or something like right. that? Right, like, and it by the way, so that was not part of the deal at the beginning, right? No. I know, it's it like, was like, I will have to me, take you, you back. Get to be alive again. Right, right. right. I, and, and uh, you know, by the way, can we just talk for just a minute about um, what? Because, like... <laughs> The, the odds, the, the, the bet that they made was if we can beat you in a challenge and he doesn't stipulate what the challenge has to be. So they go for the stupidest crap ever, which I love. Um, if you beat him, you get to go back to the, the world of the living. And if you don't, you have to stay with him forever. I'm like, wait a minute. What does death mean? <laughs> like, what does it mean to die? Like, what if, what if you hadn't challenged him? Does that mean, is there reincarnation or something? Or like, it's like later maybe on, it's you have to stay like as a ghost forever. If you challenge him and lose, maybe, but he didn't really explicitly. It's just like, you're going to be dead forever, basically. And then yeah. later on, he said that they would stay in hell forever. Now that made more sense, oh. but I kind of like. But that implies you can get out or something. I, again, yes, yeah. And the only reason they even ended up in hell was because they haunted Missy, and Missy cast them into you know the the really long hole uh, or the really Bill deep hole or whatever. Died, so. dude. <laughs> All right, guys, News of the Hoobian, as always, uh, is brought to you by R5 Website Management. Get your hosting, domain registration, website builders, security, all that great stuff that you need at a great price. We've got a special deal for you Noobs and the Hoobians listeners and all your friends and family. Use the code Noobs. Oh, got him. Yes, I got him. I haven't got you all in a while. I'm trying to read the Jibberty Jibberty so I can say this later. Oh, good. It's not my fault. Because I am going to call on you. Uh, Head over to store.r5websitemanagement.com. Use the code Noobs at checkout to get 15% off your entire order. Start on your awesome website today. So, random stuff we noticed. We did get some great jibberty jabberty. Take oh, it away, amazing. Corbin. You got it? You I, remember? Not really. No. He I, pronounced it so flawlessly. They must have come up with it. Stachyophonic, oxygenetic, yeah. amplifiographonic. Yeah, it del- falls apart here. Ver- so, it does. Stachyophonic, del- oxygenetic, amplifiographonic, deliverberator. 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 I did that. That was the one that I worked on several times. Deliverberator. Oxygenetic. Oxygenetic amplifograph. 
Theophonic. Yeah, the, there's like an I in between it's each the of these. P- it's the yeah. P-H-I-P-H-O that gets me. Amplifia graphophana della verberator. <laughs> wow, okay, I got it that time. I, I didn't do the stachyophonic oxygen. Did I just have a stroke? Right. What so, just happened? <laughs> so the most important thing is, Corbin? I'm pretty sure this is the air guitar. Is this yeah. the air guitar? Is It says oxygenetic, and Corbin was yeah. like, wait a minute. Okay, hang on a minute. Does that mean air guitar? Because we have established... Um, it, they that, that, that's actual play. sound. It definitely makes actual sounds when you go, you know, to what save the earth or something from like pollution. I think. Oh yeah, it, uh, yeah. On one of the uh, yeah, one of the, one of the magazine covers at the end, it was air, air guitar uh, like eliminates pollution or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like anyway. what? <laughs> yeah. So um, and that happened in their lifetime. It wasn't uh, uh-huh. until what's her chick in the twenty fourth century that actually invented the the stachyophonic oxygenetic. Amplifia graphophana. And they're like, can you well, imagine life well. without that? Can you wipe? Can you oh, yeah. life without <laughs> Hard that? to imagine what life was like before those. Like, before you can go, be and- <laughs> Does that mean you can actually play the chords or do you just, just do strum it thing- and it only well, makes one noise? Did y'all notice though? So whenever Bill and Ted do it, it, it makes th- right there's this out. standard riff. Yeah. Except for in the first movie, when they were talking to themselves, remember there was nothing? Yeah, that was like the one time in the yeah. movie where they were doing the air guitar and it didn't have the layover. It was just them making noises. Um, the evil robots did it. The good robots did it, and then Denomalos did it. Do y'all remember that? Yeah. In like, his little opening monologue, he's like, "No longer will we hear this." And when he did it, it was like it was still like metal, but it was just like a little bit darker, kind of. You know, it was like it was. It was not a celebratory evil. And then metal. oh, and then. Uh, Ted's dad did it, but it was oh, like, yeah. bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> it was like <laughs> classical guitars. <laughs> so, um, so each person has their specific, yeah, like, yeah. couple of chords. Everybody has play. their own version. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> title spoken in dialogue because, uh, that's kind of a part of the checklist. I threw this in here because Bill referenced their most excellent adventure. So they yeah. didn't talk about, they didn't say the title of, well, they didn't really say the title of either movie, but he did say, you know, we embarked on a most excellent adventure, which I thought was a great nod to the first movie. Uh, let's see. I, <laughs> I just wrote this down because I don't care how many times I hear the line, I always will always laugh. When he goes, how's it hanging, death? <laughs> I don't care how many times I hear that. No matter how many times we watch this movie, and we will watch this movie again, I guarantee you. Yeah. How's it hanging, death? Um, I just love how, I love how casual they are. Did they say the same thing to God? I think they I don't did, remember if they like, said how's it hanging God, but they were they, they definitely said the same way to him. Well, yeah, they definitely said catch you later, God. You know, like every time it doesn't matter who they're talking to. There's no sense of like decorum, which is honestly that's great. You know, like they are just who they are. It's oh, full man. honesty all the time. Yeah. Melvin, like, keep Death being himself. cool, man. Okay, all right, all right. Can we talk about Melvin? Have y'all ever heard that? <laughs> no, no. I okay. I grew up assuming that I missed something. Uh, but I have never heard, heard it. Any it's called a wedgie. Yeah. You give someone a wedgie. I have never outside Was of that a movie, wedgie. Yeah. They, he, he bent over, they reached around and both grabbed his, I mean, oh, he's I wearing, thought they were like punching him in the stomach. No, no, no. That was the whole thing was they're, they're grabbing his pants and hiking him up. But it's, which again, it's a robe. I had, yeah. is death wearing tidy whities under there? <laughs> this says a Melvin is a variant where the victim's underwear is pulled up from the front. So, A, I guess that is a term. That and makes B, no that sense. that is what they were doing. Well, that makes no sense because he's bent over. I don't know. 
I, it just, yeah. See, and then when he, when death does it to Denomalos at the end, he, he said, also bends over. He bent over and he was, his arm was behind him. So it's a wedgie, guys. It's a wedgie. There's yeah. a whole Wikipedia page dedicated of to different kinds is. of wedgies. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? Are there, is it, so is it like, is there the two main categories of like self-inflicted versus inflicted by others? Is that I the, don't know. I didn't really read it, but it exists. <laughs> okay. All right. That's good to know. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. We already mentioned, dude, this is a totally deep hole. And then they're like, now what? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, um, I Jared, love that movie. Jared texted me. Uh, so he and I were texting back and forth. I texted him and went, oh, hey, dude, uh, we, we, we forgot Bill and Ted this by week. By the way. So, and he was like, oh, that's good. I was like, I forgot too. So he was, you know, I caught him before. Um, no, actually, I take that back. I caught he him. Already be- watched I caught him right after he finished watching Journey to the Center <laughs> of the TARDIS. So he was like, well, I guess I'll do Bill and Ted tomorrow. <clears throat> so, um, he did that, and then um, we were texting back and forth. And at a certain point, he texted me, and I didn't see it. We had already started the movie, and so right after the 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 whole scene where they go to hell and everything, I think it was I think it was right after they got out of hell. Um, we paused, and everybody was getting refills and going to the bathroom and stuff. And I looked down and saw a text message from Jared that said, "Basic, uh, oh, you know what? What? Did, hang on." So he he texted me and said, "Enjoy." And don't forget to play 20 questions if you're caught in a really long free fall. <laughs> I was like, and okay. And a tank is a mineral. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. And I, I, what was funny was I, text, I texted him back and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like I completely forgot about the 20 questions. And he was like, so you just thought I was randomly <laughs> making some, <laughs> some bizarre statement? I was like, no, no, no. I was like, we just saw that. And so it was even funnier because, yeah, I would not have gotten the reference if I'd have seen that text <laughs> earlier, because I remembered them falling down the hall, uh, the, the hall, <laughs> down the hole and being like, this is a totally deep hole. What well, I've completely forgot about 20 questions. <laughs> and then are you a mineral? Yeah. Are you a tank? <laughs> Cause yeah. a tank is a mineral. How'd you guess? So it's <laughs> really, how did was you like guess? a tank is a mineral. And I was like, well, is it an animal or a vegetable? And he's like, uh, are those the only categories for 20 questions? That is one of the questions that you can ask. Is it animal, vegetable or mineral? You could ask any question that's a yes or no question, so... You can, but that is a common question that helps you narrow things down. Yeah. Anyway, wrong. Um, I love... Uh, so some of the scenes from Hell where... Um, oh, gosh, what was the guy's name now? Uh, Colonel Oates. You're silky boys, <laughs> and silk comes from the butts of Chinese worms. <laughs> like, how does that apply? <laughs> <laughs> Get down and give me infinity you know it's like, there's no way i can do infinity push-ups man he barely did like that three yes uh. it bothers corbin when i'm no more a grammar nazi than when someone infinite. says infinity thing i hate it and mathematicians <laughs> probably hate it too they're like this is not how you use the word that's right i used to think infinite was just how you spelled the word infinity <laughs> <laughs> the first time i saw it in print it's uh, like Greek or something. The E is pronounced with an, I e, with an E sound. Infinity. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so then we also had the appearance of Granny S. Preston Esquire. She was what terrifying. What? Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. First of all, Granny. Yes. <laughs> right on top the, of the camera. The teeth. The hairy lips. The strings of spittle in between her lips. It's disgusting. My favorite part of that whole. Oh, yeah. When she starts walking, man, she's moving. My favorite part about that whole exchange, though, is that Bill S. Preston Esquire's grandmother is named 
Granny S. Preston Esquire. <laughs> like, she named what? Granny. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, and she's also S. Preston Esquire. I just I love uh, the way he said that as you know as though he was like it's like he was saying George Washington. You know, like uh, a, a title and a name we would all get. All right. Then he says that was non 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 heinous. Okay, I have a problem here. I have a problem. I've always had this. No, 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 no. I have always had this problem with this movie because like, just like with Melvin, I thought it was just something I didn't know. And I'm sure somebody will write in and go, Oh yeah, it's totally called a Melvin. That's what we call it. But I'd never heard that. I've never heard it since outside of this movie, outside of this movie, the word heinous means bad. Isn't that the context they were using it in? No, because he says non heinous. He said that, I think he said that in the first movie when he, when uh, Ted, you know, he thinks Ted gets killed, he gets stabbed in the uh, suit of armor and he says, non heinous. Yeah. Not bad. But this is like four. So they all cancel out. That's not what he's saying. But even earlier in this movie, I think he says non heinous. And, uh, okay. So when, when, when Ted gets stabbed in the armor in the first movie, he says most non triumphant, right? He's just taking a good word, putting a non in front of it to make it a negative, right? Heinous means bad. So if you say non heinous, that's like saying it's good. Yeah. And they do it multiple times. And I'm like, and again, I was like, okay, maybe I misunderstood what the word heinous is. So I did the nerd thing yesterday and I looked it up and yes, it means bad. Like in no context does heinous mean it's like literally. You know, like how nowadays literally can also mean see also figuratively, you know, um, it, the, the, uh, anyways, that has always bothered me about this movie. And I just always assumed that I was missing something and no, I was not missing something. They're just yeah, completely using it backwards. So I don't know if this is like a case of the writers mm. not knowing misapplying a word. And the other thing is it like, it could just be Bill and Ted being stupid, but <laughs> it could, it could, um, but generally they're not that dumb. They're, yeah. Excuse me. They're not that kind they're of dumb. oddly poetic with they're their not, words, even <laughs> yeah. though they're just completely right. stupid. Yeah, especially when they're uh, quoting Aerosmith oh, or yes. Guns and Roses. It was um, so, uh, or was it Bon Jovi? Wait a minute. Every rose has its thorn. I'm Crap. pretty sure they I think that's it Guns and bon Roses. Jovi. Is it Bon? Is it Bon Jovi? I don't know. I don't know any of these people, but <laughs> I think they said it was Bon Jovi. Who said that? They did. Like Bill and Ted said that. I'm oh, did they? Sure. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, at any rate, um, I love, I love that they, uh, challenge death to board games. Cause as we said, and death loses, <laughs> death doesn't, uh, stipulate what the challenge would totally be. Totally like out of luck based games. Yeah. Most well, of them not, are not completely. I mean like Twister isn't luck at all, like, well, but, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's just like, okay. So let me ask you this. When he first says you may challenge me. And if you defeat me, then I will take you back or whatever. What did you guys picture was coming like next? Battling or something? Yeah. Right? Like feats of a strength. Duel. Arm wrestling. Yeah. Duel. Like jousting. Playing the fiddle. Something. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Grim Reaper went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. Um, no. So I, I love because what's funny is when it flips over and they're playing Battleship, my brain went, well, of course. Because he know. says, choose your challenge. Yeah. And it's like, of course that's what they're going to choose. They're not even trying to art, uh, uh, outsmart him either. <laughs> they're not even trying to outsmart him either. They totally were mean? just like, uh, well, let's do battleship. 
Because well, it's, it's, it's who they are. Yeah. Like, I mean, what else are they going to do? Like, mm. challenge them to a pretzel making contest? Because they work at, apparently they work at pretzels and cheese. Which, by the way, I have always Did wanted there to be a or scene. On? She said four. You work for pretzels and cheese. And then later on, he says, Bill says, uh, with our salary, with our, you know, the money we make at pretzels and cheese, we can barely afford the rent or something like that. So <clears throat> it, it's pretzel where they work. Which, <laughs> when she said that, I thought she meant like working for peanuts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Since you work oh. for pretzels and cheese. I'm like, yeah. this is a talent show. You don't get paid for it. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what they, that's what they give you in the green room, you know, so pretzels uh, and cheese, pretzels and cheese. No, they, they work at a, apparently at a place called pretzels and cheese, it's which kind of- is to me, sounds like the best, you know, food court, uh, restaurant ever. So, um, and so he does end up playing twister with them and holy crap, how bad must the feet of death smell? <laughs> I mean, when he starts to lift his foot up, I mean, granted his foot is just stark white. It's not like nasty and like scaly and hairy and everything. It's just a foot. But when he lifts it up and Bill goes, <laughs> you know, like I, I feel that in, in my gut every time I see that movie, when he does that, <laughs> It's like I can almost see something spraying off of the feet when he does that. You know, it's, it's palpable. So um, how bad do those feet have to smell? Pretty bad. Uh, let's see. I think they, by the way, I think that they spent their heaven budget on the animatronic Easter bunny. Um, when, 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 they're, when he's talking to the, the Easter bunny, oh, that and Granny's makeup. Like yeah. Granny's makeup is stellar. The animatronic Easter bunny is like terrifying, haunting. <laughs> um, and it's like, wow, they put way too much into that. And then when they get to heaven, it's like a bad drawing. Like when, okay, yeah. when they're, when they're walking towards it and there's like cloud, like sort of cloud things floating all around. I'm like, where are that we looks going? Okay. Yeah. Was, y'all, even y'all didn't, re- y'all were like, what is, is this supposed to be? Heaven? It was definitely a drawing at one point too. Like when they're walking up the stairs. Sketch. Yeah. When they're walking up the stairs and there's like the mammoth hall in front of them, it is a bad <laughs> matte painting. Yeah. It's a bad drawing. So, um, I mean, that is a common thing. Okay. All right. So for example, when they're, uh, when they're in the military, uh, in the barracks in hell and it looks like, you know, the bunk bunks go on to infinity. Yeah. You can tell there's a certain point. It's just three rooms. Right. Yeah. You can tell there's a certain point where there's actual set and there's actual beds and then there's a wall with a matte paint. No, it's not green screen. It's what they used to do was called matte paintings. So you would get to. Um, a wall and then they would paint that wall to look like the room continued on. Star Trek did this all the time. So they're walking through the corridors on the Enterprise or on Deep Space Nine or in a Jeffrey's tube and it and it looks like it just goes to like the vanishing point or whatever and that's because they just, on, on that wall, they've just painted it to look like it. And you can, you can if you're looking for it, and I was, because this is what I, this is how I watch movies, um, you can see that wall in Colonel Oates' you know, personal hell or whatever. But then when they do the one in heaven where it's like the entire set, it's the entire thing that you're looking at. It's not just some obscure thing on the back wall way off in the distance. It is the set and it's like a terrible low budget drawing. It's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's weird. The things that they, um, that they sort of like nail and then things that, uh, that they, they seem to skimp on, you know, um, like the Maybe rev- they just had a person that could draw bunk beds really good. Uh, 
Like, seriously. Okay. How do you get this point? Okay. <laughs> um, for example, how about the reveal that Mrs. Wardrow was actually uh, Rufus all along? And, like, he peels back and just steps out of the suit. And, like, he's still wearing the big, giant, flowy robe thing <laughs> that we saw him in. And, like, how that you- was tucked into... It's technology. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what it was. Yeah. Suit is bigger on the inside. Yeah. Maybe that's how they all fit in the time in the uh in the phone booth thing. Yes. So. Anyway. Except it just doesn't no, look they any just bigger. Cram into it as much as they can. Yeah. Uh Corbin, what was this next bit here? It, Ted literally dunked on himself. <laughs> he used his head to dunk himself. He dunked himself on Ted, yeah. Oh wait. No, Bill. Someone did. Bill had wait i don't know someone dunked on them oh no ted no ted had bill's head and dunked on bill using bill's head head as the ball that's what that's what it was (laughs) so funny amazing so ted dunked on bill literally (laughs) (laughs) so all right so um what was any any uh any other random stuff we noticed that you guys wanted to talk about it was weird that everyone in heaven was wearing white and lavender yeah, either white or lavender, and but then the Martians were just whatever color they were. I yeah. mean, I guess like they were naked, but so it's not like the the black people were lavender or anything like that. Like that would have been inappropriate and um, really bizarre. <laughs> really bizarre. <laughs> Who are these lavender people? I Plus, out of all the people in all of heaven, there's only two Martians, and yeah, that's right. the only people that aren't human. I, I thought it was funny you guys mentioned that where the, uh, Death goes, "You didn't honestly think the smartest person in the universe was going to be from Earth, did you?" And it's and like, then it's like the only two aliens here. Yeah, being as all we've seen so far is humans. Are the only aliens that can die? Huh? I said those Aside are the only aliens us. that can. That are the only ones that were good enough to get into heaven. Apparently, uh, they were the, uh, they were the only ones who learned the meaning of life, and all the rest of them went down to down to hell with Colonel Oates and the Easter Bunny. So um, I, I did love that um, all of the different states that everyone, like you could see that they were wearing whatever they were wearing when they died, just like Bill and Ted. So you had like boxer. the sunbather and yeah, a boxer. I was like, that's horribly tragic died backstory the there. And then yeah, there was like died in the ring. There was a person with a wedding gown. <sighs> oh my gosh, was there really? Yeah. Well, see, that would be There an was another scene. person, there was like a tennis player. I'm like, how did you even I die? I want to see all the backgrounds <laughs> of like, they're getting married and then... <laughs> But they just have I don't a heart know. There's a tsunami or something. Like seriously, what is all of this? Stuff? A tsunami. Wow. Plus, there <laughs> was, was a bunch of like kids there. Was there kids? There was a bunch of kids. I mean, I guess it would make sense. Like, but in this theory of heaven, you just look like what you look like when you die, except white and lavender juice. Except your yeah. Except all of your clothes get a white and lavender makeover, oh, which should have been the first giveaway that Bill and Ted didn't belong because <laughs> their color, their full color clothes were poking out from underneath their like trench coat and straw and hat death had a death scythe who had a scythe and a black robe so like Clearly all the all the emo kids that yeah. went to heaven are like oh just swapped on, out to man. white yeah. i do love you know the uh the the guy at the gate the sort of saint peter stand in goes don't i know you <laughs> he's like um no no <laughs> and I, I love that he decided to take on the like female voice Every rose has a thorn. It was Even terribly though- <laughs> done. Yeah, it was horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, I, I know that y'all's favorite part in the Tanner entire movie, right after smelling Death's feet, we got <laughs> the under 
undershot <laughs> of them feet. walking on the plexiglass and then his bare feet squishing across it. And Corbin yeah. goes, ew. <laughs> like, He's we always just, barefoot. That's right. We just smelled those. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't always barefoot. <laughs> he wasn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, who shoes. caught it? Who who caught that? That was me. Was that you? Yeah. When, he had when, shoes at one point. When they came back to Earth and death oh, fell yeah. on the ground. He definitely he had, had shoes. He on. was wearing, yeah, he was totally wearing shoes. They were vis- <laughs> completely visible in the shot. Like, you know, <laughs> and it was obvious nice. like his robe just like flopped up, you know, in a way that it shouldn't have, but they didn't, they didn't bother trying to fix it. I wonder it. how they did that stunt. Did he just like actually fall or what happened there? Probably. I mean, they probably had a stunt guy who, who, you know, has some sort of pratfall thing that they do or whatever. So I guess uh, they 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 are good at that stuff. All right, so guys, that brings us down to our time travel details. So this is the, here's your reminder of why are we talking about Bill and Ted again? <laughs> like, why are we talking about this random movie? We're only thirty minutes into the episode, and now we're going to start talking about the time travel. Right. So if uh, this is your first time, you me, uh, this is this is number twelve that we've ever done. Um, every now and then we break away from Doctor Who to do a uh, an outside. Uh, time travel story. So we've done uh, some movies, we've done some Star Trek episodes, uh, short story, uh, we've done, uh, we haven't done any like books yet. I, I, one one day I want us to get really ambush, ambitious and ask our audience to read a novel. And then <laughs> like we'll probably just do the audiobook version. And so. we'll probably do the audiobook version. Uh, but at any rate, um, so, uh, you know, we heard that Bill and Ted 3 were, was coming out, so you can't, you can't not do Bill and Ted 3 when you're talking about time travel movies on your podcast, but you can't do Bill and Ted 3 until you've done Bill and Ted 1 and 2. So we did Bill and Ted 1, so now we're doing part 2. And so some of the time travel discussion here is going to be, you know, rehashing or or digging deeper into stuff from the last movie because let's be honest, there wasn't a ton of time travel in this movie because their excellent adventure was an adventure through time. The bogus journey was through the afterlife. So with some time. So presumably Bill and Ted three is going to take place in a dream, right? Or, or underwater in Atlantis. (laughs) That's right. We're going to find out that Ted was dreaming the whole time. Uh, So at any rate, um, the time travel details. So first of all, uh, as, as we discussed last time, the method is a totally not ripped off time traveling uh, phone booth traveling through the circuits of history. And they didn't show in this movie. No. Oh, wow. We didn't go into the circuits of time at all, did we? We didn't even time travel. Wait, no. Once. They did time travel. Right, so that's part of the discussion here is that uh, just like with the last movie, this movie is instigated by someone traveling back into the 90s from the 2690s, 2790s? What was it? It was 700 years in the future. So twenty. it was 2691 where uh, Denomalos was, uh, where he departed from. And... Remember, do you guys remember at the very beginning of the first movie, we had that incredibly long, drawn out, slow frozen drop down logo. from the, yeah, yeah, of the frozen logo uh, coming down and then morphing into uh, the, the phone booth, right? And then when we get to, now we're going to see more of the future because last time all we saw was literally one room yeah. in the future. This pl- this time we saw wherever Denomalos Del- was, right? Like, in a factory or something. <laughs> something with lots of steam. I don't know. Bad guys like steam. And then we got to see the outside of Bill and Ted University, which oddly enough wasn't founded until like 23 something yeah. or 24 something. So like way, way after, after they, they died. died. Yeah, way after they died and like hundreds of years after they died, but it's also still hundreds of years old by the time 
we're seeing Rufus teaching at it. So, by the way, Rufus is a teacher, we find out. Uh, was he a teacher before? We Who also, know. you know, has time to go back and save history from or to occur. I, did, I don't know how save to Save history that. to occur? I don't know how to word that well, but. So, did you, you just say I mean? he has time to do that? He has a time machine. He has a time machine. But the clock. What did clock, we say? What did we say? A couple of episodes. The clock is supposed to be running. Okay. Same, same all right. Famous. All right. We'll talk so, about that later. Though. So all right. Yeah. 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 So this time we have uh, Denomalos stealing. Oh. 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 My point. My point was that this time when he shows up for class, right? Mm-hmm. It's still a phone booth from the from the nineties. Yeah. It's not shaped like the super cool monolith oh. thing. It's right. shaped like the phone booth still. Except it's got a cooler antenna on the top now. It doesn't they broke have the, the other one. Uh, oh, I didn't even think about. Oh, continuity. I didn't even think about that. They broke the antenna on the old phone booth, so they had to and put a new one on there. Try, then they tried to fix it with like tinfoil and stuff. Right. Yeah. No they, bubble they, gum and yeah, 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 and all the uh, tinfoil. The pudding cups. And Amazing. Yeah. So it was uh, got the upgraded antenna thing, but other than that, it's still a phone booth from the nineties. When he travels back to get, uh, what was it, uh, Edison and uh, and then the guy from Faith No More, you know, and all yeah. those people. So he's still traveling around with it as a phone booth from the 90s. And um, then uh, once his dude comes in and steals it and Rufus pulls a Napoleon, because I thought about this. Remember, Napoleon didn't get in the phone booth. Do y'all remember that? Remember, yeah. he flew through the circuits of time on his own. Uh-huh. I forget exactly what happened. He somehow got dragged into the thing. Yeah. What was that? I don't know. He like ran at it and fell down or I don't know, something. But he he fell through the circuits of time. So Rufus kind of did the same thing. And he fell and ended up in the tree right where the phone booth landed. Rufus, however, apparently made his way out of the circuits of time earlier than Denomalos did. Did y'all catch that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because when Denomalos, or excuse me, not Denomalos, but the, the evil robots, when they land, the, the, the real Bill and Ted are at the audition. Yeah. And at the audition is Miss Wardrow, who is actually uh, Rufus. Which means how long was he there? Because, like, <laughs> they, they knew well, her. So yeah, like, we don't know that he was, was Miss Wardrow's the whole time. He was, he was there. Excuse me. He was her. Right, because every said, time we that's saw her, why I let y'all in? Yeah, would anybody else have let you guys in? That's the, yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. No, what I'm saying is like that teacher was that a real teacher or what was teacher? who's the teacher? Whoever let them in was that a real person or was that just a made up person? Oh yeah, that's the thing. Was there ever really a Mrs. Wardrobe? Again, they seem to know her. Kind of, I, kinda, I don't know. a little bit. I don't know. I, yeah, it definitely, it, they, they act like they know her from before this particular audition. So I don't know. But at any rate, um, so that's, that's what's going on. Now, let's talk about the rules. And here's the thing, guys. I, I was trying to sort of outline where we needed to go, and I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't, like, organize the thoughts because I think it's just going to be too free flow. So here's what we need to cover. What are the rules? Did they follow the rules? Things they got right, things they got wrong, and then paradoxes. Hmm. All of those things. <laughs> so we'll we'll jump ah, into yes. the time travel discussion, and then when we get to the end, I'll check over that list and see if there's anything that we missed. So 
The rules are, Corbin already mentioned one of them. Actually, both of you did. The clock in San Dimas is always running. Mm. Sort of. Not in this movie. Not in this movie at all. Not in this movie at all. Why? Because they go on their intensive guitar. What did they say it was? Guitar Just like, learning get, retreat, whatever it was. Yeah, 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 exactly. So they, they, they go away for a 16-month intensive gu- guitar training. And, and they, they came back so close to the time they left, they almost landed on themselves. Did y'all catch yeah. that? They like, probably would have fallen back through the portal if right. come any sooner. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like one phone booth slides down and another one slides right on top of it. Which was actually a pretty cool effect. That was really cool. Um, so they, they spent 16 months and it took them less than a second, right? So that yeah. rule, what, doesn't apply anymore? For some reason. And, and the next thing I wrote was, did this rule even apply in, like, what does this rule even mean? Because in the first movie, they interacted with themselves. Yeah. Because he dialed the wrong number because it was tomorrow, so he had to dial one number higher. Remember that whole thing? Except that, what? Like, yeah. they, they were still able to overlap with their timeline, so why did it matter that the clock in San Dimas is always running? If you have a time machine, what did, what did, what did, uh, what did Eleven say just the other day? It's a time machine... Uh, it's, it's always breakfast or, or oh, something, yeah, something like that. Yeah. You never have to wait for breakfast. That's what it yeah. We have a time machine. You never have to wait for breakfast. So I don't understand what that rule is supposed to mean, but it definitely putting that time constraint. That was probably just a plot device. That mm-hmm. time constraint did not apply to this movie because we're not doing the time travel bit. We're yeah. traveling through the afterlife instead. So forget about that rule and apparently burn it to the ground Yeah, right. because we're going to show them, uh, you know, doing what time travelers do. Leaving for 16 months, coming back one second later. Just immediately. Right. All right. So then um, also under rules, can you change the past? No. Okay. All right. Let me rephrase. When we talk about the rules in these timey-wimeys, remember what we're trying to do is discuss what are the rules that they lay out at the beginning of the movie. Yes. Because normally you have, sometimes you have someone explicitly saying things. Like in Avengers Endgame, he said, that's not how time travel works. If you go back into the past and that past becomes your future and your future becomes your present, blah, 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 and whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, that whole thing. We didn't get that exact scene in this movie of you can't go back and change things. But what was the instigating incident for the movie? Trying to go back and change something. Denomalos yeah. going back, trying Which means to. you literally, you can, but they didn't. Well, okay, so so the theoretical rule that we're expected to understand is you can go back and change things because that's what Denomalos is doing, right? Yeah. But he failed. Did he? Well, no. no, okay. Uh, did he fail? Yes. Did he succeed in in changing the past? Well, we don't yes. know because we don't know if he showed up originally. If he didn't show right. up originally, they wouldn't have gotten the time machine, which means they wouldn't have gotten the 16 months, which means they wouldn't have been broadcasted to the yeah, whole they world. Have been they definitely, yeah, they wouldn't have been they wouldn't good. Have, yeah. And so they wouldn't have had, they wouldn't have won the contest, let alone mm-hmm. have it displayed across the world. Corbin goes, yeah. oh, so that's why they're world famous. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because everybody in the That's why the world, world famous. Yeah, but, including um, death before he was dead. Yeah. Oh my, my it's, word. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, though, because in the first movie, it's implied that if the guy hadn't gone back in time, then things would have changed. Well, okay, so in in the first movie, he says, 
they have reached their, you know, a, a critical point. They, you know, and if it's basically lined out, if they fail this class, he's going to get, Ted is going to get shipped off. The band is never going to get off the ground and then our future will collapse. And we discussed this last time that the problem with that is if that never happened, then it never happened and the future never happened. So they come from a future where something that didn't happen did happen because the only way that it happened, the only way that, that he, that they pass and he doesn't get shipped off and wild stallions becomes a global phenomenon in the first movie. The only way that happens is if a time traveler named Rufus comes back and helps them pass. Yeah. And then in the second movie, the only reason that a band called Wild Stallions is good, wins the contest, and shows it off to the world is because a time traveler named Rufus comes back in a phone booth and helps them do it. Yeah. So here we have two bootstraps times. on bootstraps. <laughs> I mean, it. it's a bootstrap. Made of bootstraps. <laughs> it's, it's apparent that if he hadn't come back either time, then they just wouldn't have ever, you know, the the future that is happening would not have happened right. if he didn't go back. Right. And, and in the first movie, it, I mean, it's, excuse me, in both movies, it's so objectively the truth that yeah. they suck at music and would never have gone anywhere without dramatic intervention. Not to mention in the first movie that they just suck at their classes in general. Right. So he would have failed and he would have gone to freaking Alaska. Right. And they definitely would have never become a band. Exactly. So it's not even like... Which means they couldn't have had the future without the future... Coming back and helping it happen. Exactly. The future is causing itself to happen. So, I mean, it's very much... what happened the first time. It's very much like... well, um, by his bootstraps, mm-hmm. where the only reason, like the instigating incident there is a future version of, what was the guy's name? Bob. Uh, a, fu- call him Bob. a future version of Bob comes back to a past version of Bob and begins a set of sequences that leads to him being there in the first place to go back. It's like, what? And <laughs> it's the same thing here where um, it is definitely a, a closed loop. So it makes me wonder what is the third one going to be like? Yeah, like, are they going to do that again? Like, is it going to be, gonna be the matrix? The third, <laughs> <laughs> right. the, the premise that I have seen so far is that, uh, Bill and Ted were supposed to write a song that saved the world, like literally saves the world. But they didn't and it's know. been 30 years and they haven't written it yet. <laughs> like, but we oh, see crap. in the newspapers that literally probably that same day all of that stuff happened because they're wearing oh, the that, same yeah, clothes. Yeah, they look exactly the same, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, you know, that's just production limitations there. But And really, that's just sort of like a fun little tag on, you know, that's the equivalent of the Marvel movie stinger scene at the end after yeah, the right. credits, you know. Um, it's just a fun little thing with probably no thought whatsoever that they'd be making a sequel Certainly that they would be making a sequel 30 years later. With the same people. Nobody thought that that was coming. With the same people. With the same people. I don't know. Is the guy that played Rufus still alive? Uh, No, George Carlin is gone. So so I I am curious what they're going to do with that. I I hope, I hope that they just let Rufus be dead. I really hope. No, we have to bring him back with CGI and make him look like a video game character. Oh, that's even worse than what I was thinking. I was thinking just simple recast. But if they brought him back with CGI, oh, Oh, I can't. 
You no, know that they don't. could do it if they wanted, though. What so. if they brought him back with CGI as like a hologram? So it's not really Rufus. It's yeah. like a hologram of Rufus. And they wouldn't have to. Like a Star Trek. Like a Star Trek, st- uh, Star Wars style hologram where it's yeah. all like grainy and blue. blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so at any rate, um, the, the idea is you absolutely can go back and change the past. And then, you know, the other problem is the big problem with Denomalos' plan is go back and change the past and you probably would never have been born. Mm-hmm. You're talking about 700 years later and you're talking about fundamentally altering your entire society. Yeah. This is not but like... But then we won't have to hear the air guitars. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so uh, did, did Denomalos succeed? Not only did he fail, he failed in the most spectacular way possible by causing, causing it to happen. Yeah. And I, by the way, I do love that trope in, in time travel. Yeah. When you, you should have just left it alone. Cause the thing that you went back to, to, and, and by the way, had you not gone back, you would have succeeded. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because they would have lost that battle of the bands and that would have been it. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's see, uh, things that they got wrong. What did I see here? Oh, I did, um, or excuse me, things they got right. I like the idea that only the winners could go back to arrange things. All right, so do y'all remember in the last movie, they did this. Mm -hmm. Gun appears out of nothing. (laughs) Huh? Oh, yeah. Gun appears out of nothing. They go back and they... Ted steals his dad's keys. Yeah. And then there's that moment of, I guess it was me that lost the keys. Oh, you know, um, I love love that part. And then the part where they, they made a tape recording of themselves Mm -hmm. and which reminded me of the scene in the matrix where, you know, he's ducking low to try and get out of the office and everything. So all that's going on. And I told y'all then that we were going to do that again in this movie, but it was going to be even crazier. They ramp it up by having two time travelers. Ah. The same thing. Yeah. And so, um, you know, First of all, just a, a couple of a couple of goofball things, right? So, like Corbin said, drop a um, a sandbag labeled "sand" <laughs> On onto his gun, gun. And how did they time it so that the rope frayed and dropped at that very second? Like that's um, awesome. No, because they, that's they were there to the drop time. it. Ah, they were what? They, they were, were clearly not it. there, but they were. They showed them. the rope snap. Oh, yeah. They showed that happen, and then they cut it with a sword. cage drops on him. So in the first From movie, where? Yeah, in the first movie that no one has noticed up until this point, by the way. That there's a cage. Yeah, a steel cage um, the size of one man, by the way. Um, I love, so remember in the first <laughs> movie, he dropped a trash like can that. on his dad and it from said Wild Stallions. Nowhere. Yeah from, yeah, from the drop ceiling at the police station. Um, <laughs> so here we have, I mean, here at least it's a theater. So there's somewhere to hang Somewhere it, to hang and maybe it makes sense that there are things hanging like lights and Sandbags right. as a counterweights steel cage. and a steel cage. What is that for a there. random play? <laughs> yeah, for a battle of the bands. But then, <laughs> yes. but then, by the way, was that like the stupidest way to trap him ever? Because they dropped a cage on him. He could have pushed it, and it would have fallen over. Mm. Like it was an incredibly narrow, tall steel bars it wasn't like it was bolted into the ground all of a sudden he just like but then he goes and then i will bring this key and pulls the key out of his pocket i thought that was hilarious how did they plant the key on him though like they oh i never even thought of that they not they didn't not only did they have to teleport a gun into his hands they had to plant a key okay so then that's the other thing is the gun (laughs) what and then i'll give myself a gun 
teleports yeah. from nowhere. <laughs> like, you can <laughs> like, literally see the beam of light. Yeah, yeah, like the, the special effects. I mean, going, you know, like. Like they couldn't not, have dropped it's not the, or something. Right, right. It should have fallen out of the ceiling or been like, you a know, steel cage under the chair. Plasma rifle. <laughs> what is it? Plasma rifle. Plus, how did they get it to shoot the flash? The special effects here are really awesome, guys. Uh, so, <laughs> I like the general idea. Okay, but it's one of the it's one of these things. Okay, let's see let's see let's see if we can meet the Robinsons this one. Okay, uh-huh. because remember, meet the Robinsons made sense if you don't think about it, and then if you think about it, it doesn't make sense. But then if you think about it really hard, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. you don't remember that? All right. So here's the thing, right? They say. When we defeat you, we will go back and we will plant this, you know, and all that, you know, a sandbag, bam, and a cage, bam, and all this kind of stuff. And then he's like, well, when I have defeated you, I will go back and plant this key, mm. which he pulls out, which, by the way, he pulled that out of his own pocket. So that sounds that like shows that he, knew, he knew he had it in his pocket all along. Anyways, and then he the gun. He had it just Let's just ignore the, where, so how did they, the gun get there? They bought a steel cage with a matching giant key. <laughs> Dropped that on him, planted the key in his own pocket. By the way, the and key then teleported a gun from the key nowhere that had no teeth. It was just a solid metal flange. It had yeah, no right. teeth on it. Um, so, but but here's the thing: it it kind of makes sense that you say, "All right, if they win, they get to go back." Which but means then, they have to place all the things that they already saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Otherwise, sure, they sure. would change. Well, that, but that's what they did that in the first movie. You know? Yeah. So, but then twist. He's like two can play at this game. When I defeat you, Which I will go back. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, you it's can't like both have defeated uh, the other. Right, right. And so then they the somehow have more logic than Nomalos and say only one can win. Yeah. So only one can go back. So we planted the key and we planted the gun because we like twist endings. I don't yeah. know. Like, and they rigged the gun to shoot out a flag, which was interesting for sure. Oh, just hilarious slapstick what? at its finest right You there. gotta love, though, how these two freaking idiots know more about time yeah. travel time and travel. how to use it right. than the time travel. They had 16 right. months. And no, this, no, that this was, was before, before that. that. That was before Oh, wait, that. yeah. Yeah. They were explaining okay, all this. All right, but here, all right, so here's the thing, right? They say, when we win, we'll do this. And he's like, when I win, I'll go do this. And then they're like, yeah, but you didn't win, so we did it all. How did we determine who won? Because they said it first. <laughs> it's almost like dibs. It's like if he had said, and that's why I planted the cage. And you're like, then, you know, then it turns out he was the one that did it all. But no, they they spun the tables back around again. And it's like, but then how did you determine who won in the first place? So again, you know, couldn't he have said the same thing and be that's, like, "That's my point." I won. I actually did all that, and y'all had no idea. That's my point. Is how do you actually if, determine a winner? What if he'd have just said one more thing before he got Melvined? You know, like what if he'd right. been like, "Well, really, I was the winner, and I planted the fake gun, but I also planted this gun." You know, like. Pulls it out of his out of his jacket or something. So apparently, the only way to actually win is to just have Melvined him. I guess I mean, <laughs> you have to you have to cut them yes. off before they're able to hatch another twist. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I otherwise I'm not it sure. would go on for infinity. I don't I don't think the fact that you can call dibs works because like <laughs> well obviously not you can't call dibs because like the next person saying, could just say well actually I won and so I did right, this right. 
It's never ending. I mean, so so again. And then I planted a cyclops to fall through the roof onto your head. It, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of yeah. It, it's like that movie uh, Bedtime Stories where the kids just make oh, up yeah. crap and then it actually happens the next day. Um, and then Abe Lincoln showed up. They, right, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> which he but did in the last. Penny. <laughs> That's right. So, um, was there anything else as far as? Um, paradoxes, things that they got wrong I mean, or right about the time travel. We've already mentioned the numerous bootstrap, 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 bootstrap? <laughs> bootstrap paradoxes that were in this movie and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, it just seems like it, it, it is in the same way as the boot uh, by his bootstraps, the actual, uh, that short story. This is like a story that shouldn't exist. Like the only reason that exists is because it exists. Yeah, right. You know, the only reason that the future happened is because the future already had happened. And by the way, that is not a slam against Bill and Ted because that is like that's a movie trope. Half of time travel movies, yeah. maybe, are you know turn out to be that way, where it's like it happened because it had to because it did, and you're like <laughs> <laughs> because it because it always happened. So yes. so in the end, it what is the rule of time travel in the Bill and Ted universe? Can you change the past? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> I thought we just came to this conclusion, Trev. Why do you say yes, Trev? Because he did. But he didn't. He, yeah. But he did. He literally but did. Because he went back and changed the fact that he did, changed the fact that he didn't change the fact Trip that he did. Trip is literally just oh, being God. negative. Ah, ah, the contrarian has returned. No, no, ah. you no can. can. You can change it. They just didn't yet. What? 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 No. Why what? are you saying no. that? No, you can't, because even when you go back to change the past, you end up causing the past that you went back to change. That's what happened yeah. in this movie. That's happened so far, but you still <laughs> can change the Well, past. then you could say that about so any <laughs> movie series. So once we see Bill and Ted 3, that'll be it, right? Because presumably this will be the final Bill and Ted movie. Presumably. Presumably. I don't now, know. Granted, They're making John, not John. Oh, like by the part. way, by the way, small continuity thing, which maybe they will address in the movie. I don't know. But if you guys remember at the end of this movie, Bill has a kid that he names Little Ted and Ted has a kid that he names Little Bill. And in the upcoming movie, the movie, the other main stars of the movie are their daughters. Mm. They each have a daughter. You know, I wouldn't so, put it past him. <laughs> Put what past who? To be that dumb to name they, their daughters after <laughs> each other. <laughs> I really Our dads hope were idiots, so we have the names Bill and Ted. So little Ted is short for like Ted Arena or something. No, they just literally called him Ted. I guess I don't know. <laughs> so, you know that's funny because I haven't. I've seen pictures of them, mm. but I, I've never heard their names. That would be oh so funny. Goodness, All right, my point so was, amazing. you know, why isn't it? Little Bill and Little Ted in the new movie, but you know maybe it'll turn out that they have older brothers. That, oh yeah, uh, they have to at least make an appearance. Little Bill and Little Ted have to at least show up for a cameo. It would be, that would 30, be weird though. if they did. <laughs> Wait, you said you've seen pictures. How old were they? Because isn't the it thirty daughters? years later? So yeah. they would be thirty. So no, no, I've seen 30? I've seen pictures of the uh, no, they they look like they're they look <laughs> like they are Bill and Ted's age in this movie that we just saw. They look mm -hmm. like they're like early 20s, maybe. I wonder if they're also really dumb. Uh, from what I hear, they're not. And that's kind of like, <gasps> that's the twist. They know how to use time travel even better. Oh, that that would be... Oh, oh my goodness. Amazing. What, if the, well, what so, if the whole thing is based off of just the kids? 
And then they start a new Bill. I'm gonna imagine series. it's probably the, okay, the, most kids. That's, the kids. That's what I was leading to was presumably this is the last Bill and Ted. Until unless you figure out that <laughs> little Bill and little Ted. Oh wait, actually. that's right. So oh, I hope it's like summer of 2021. Yeah. You can expect to see little the Bill Marvel and little Ted's super of, duper adventure. You know, blah. that's right. Yeah. Super so duper. I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming that they're gonna write the song that saves the world, and then that's gonna be. That they're they're gonna wrap it up, but what if actually their kids wrote the song that saved the world, which is why all the posters looked like them, and then they grew up to actually look like them, and that's why they actually ended up saving the world. So their parents didn't actually do anything. That's crazy. That would be amazing, though, right? And you could okay. have like you need to write that down. <laughs> yes. You definitely need to write that down okay. because if that turns out to be what happened. We're, I we're, think we should sue we're, them. We're getting you enrolled into some kind of a study because <laughs> you might be a psychic. Oh, man. Okay, um, where is... What did you say, Corbin? <laughs> we should sue. We should sue because, uh, well, the movie's already done. Well, it's coming I mean, out in like a couple of months. It's not <laughs> so too late. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. Yeah. If they go in and do some reshoots to make it fit our, our crazy little theory, that'd be interesting. Guys, if they watched the show. Huh? If they even watched our show. Well, of course they listen. I mean, listen. Yeah, duh. We not know watch. that both um, uh, Keanu Reeves and the other guy. Oh, crap. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, now I kind of hope they aren't listening. Yeah, no, I hope he's not listening. Uh, Keanu Reeves and Corbin, insert the name here in post. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, guys, News in the Whovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor and Jared. If you find value in what we do and you want to give a little bit of value back, here's what you can do. Head over to patreon.com slash noobsandthewhovian and you can become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media today. Don't forget, you can also head over to noobsandthewhovian.com slash support if you're interested in giving a one-time to help us reconnect with Doctor Who via Amazon or DVD or whatnot. $2, you can sponsor an episode. $15, you can sponsor an entire season. All right, so that brings us down to, was it good? So first of all, uh, we're going to we're gonna break this down. Was it a good story? Was it a good time travel story? And then, yeah, we'll go ahead and throw in the creep factor on this one because I think we, it was a little creepy. we simply have to. A granny so, was freaky. Cor- yeah. Corbin, was it a good story? Was yeah. it a good movie? Did you enjoy it? Was it fun? I'm going to say definitely yes. What do we do? Thumbs up for the timey wimey? Pre- yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty that much is, thumbs uh, up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. That is a, all the way up. That is a thumbs up. Uh, so, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think I think this is a uh, fantastic movie. Um, you know, certainly not like the epitome of cinema or anything yeah. like that. But it is it is a, a romping good time. Trip, what do you think? I think this is a good one. I'm gonna say thumbs up. Thumbs this is up. a good one. I like it. Good across the board. Wait. I hope the third one. <laughs> Consistency, Dad. You wrote <laughs> thumbs up, yes, and yes in the show notes, and I can't. All right, so was it a good time travel story? So the bit of time travel that we had, remember, we, this this was a, a movie about the afterlife bookended with time travel on the front and the back. So was it a good time travel story trip? <laughs> I mean, it's not consistent with what we said about the last like, movie. Aside from the San Dimas thing, which they broke in the first movie yeah. anyways, oh, okay. it followed its rules like to a T. Yeah, I mean, it ended up being the same thing with mm-hmm. the bootstrap paradox. Plus, so. if you're being technical, they didn't even say the clock always runs in San Dimas in this movie. No, they, so, they never said that. Said if you want to treat week. these movies as separate, then they completely <laughs> yeah. followed their They're rules. They're totally fine, yeah. So, Trip, I'm going to say yes, because, like, other than the 
clock is always running. They nailed everything out. Okay. Corbin? Um, hang on. I refuse to let you do this, Dad. But I am <laughs> I am going to say a thumbs up from this because, you know, I think they handled it really creatively at the end where they're like, well, actually, you can't have also won, so we won. And yeah. so we planted those on you somehow. Yeah, so they. I, I love when a sequel builds on the first one. Yeah. And they did that, right? They So in the first movie, you had, you know, one group traveling through time. So you introduce another time traveler who's going back to mess things up. And then now they're got, they've got like dueling time travel going on um, at the end there. So it's kind of like a little, it's really funny. It's a time travel showdown that happens entirely in dialogue. It's like, we're going to go do this and then I'm going to go do this and we're going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And it's, none of it actually happens. We don't get to see any of it. Just like we didn't see any of the setup in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't see them steal the I keys. really do hope we get that in the next movie. Oh, right. That was your theory, right? Was it in mm-hmm. Bill and Ted 3? We're going to see them go, oh, crap. <laughs> we forgot to set up the stuff. We yeah. got to go back. <laughs> I would love. Quick, do your young Bill voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves' voice definitely sounds a little different than it used to. Uh, so, you Creep think? Factor. Um, I don't know how we rate the creep factor. Um, do we want to stick with the zero to 500 scale or? Um, thumbs up. <laughs> it was creepy. So Corbin, what is the creep factor? Um, thumbs up. <laughs> sure. Okay. I don't know. It was freaky. I mean, they had that weird grandma, which was. Okay. Can we weird. say before we got the weird grandma, we had like Bill and Ted as ghosts going, <laughs> and then getting like sucked down the vortex, well, I mean, the literal vortex funny. to hell. <laughs> yeah, right. And then hell, like we had Satan like standing there and he was pretty terrifying. Like that dude used to scare me when I was a kid. Why did they like wow. sit on floating rocks until like they were pulled in? I don't, there was also the thing know. with death where he's just sitting on that mountain. Oh yeah. Right? And they're like, uh, and then all of a sudden he's right behind them and they're like, they're <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, De- it is funny that what? death is super yeah. creepy and then turns out to be just like the funniest dude ever. The funniest character in the movie. Um, Unintentionally too though. Like, yeah, yeah, I love I love when he's jealous of Station. Yeah, right. You know, he's like, I, I helped get the stuff too. You know, I, I helped. did the wigs. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, that's I right. I did the hair. Uh, don't, don't neglect my backside. I work out all the time. I don't know what accent this is. I don't know. Um, <laughs> death I work out all the time. Yeah, I love that. So, um, we definitely had a lot of creep factor. I mean, let's. I mean, Station was a little creepy. He's yeah. like cute and cuddly, and then like blob. Yeah, they blob of like goo and, and hair that's like glowing from heat. Yes, and then stands up and is a monster. Yeah. Like Station, Station. There was not that much Station between those two. <laughs> definitely, definitely not. The big Station is a terrifying monster. Is at least like four times bigger than the other two. <laughs> yeah, it's like the math one, does not. One point five <laughs> mini stations combined to create a, a triple station. I don't know. Uh, so Trip says yes. 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 So I Corbin don't. says thumbs up. <laughs> Trip says yes. And I'm going to give it 250. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the inconsistency. 250 out of 479. Okay. <laughs> Are we just trying to see how dumb we can make these ratings? <laughs> I mean, you know. We're, Creep we're factor. Living. Yes. Thumbs up. 250. I'm going to give it a yes out of 490. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> 
On a scale of one to five hundred, trip, what would you give? It? <laughs> yes. Okay. A blue out of three hundred. <laughs> what is that supposed to I be? Give it thumbs up out of blue. Uh, so, uh, yeah, fun fun stuff with this. I am looking forward to Bill and Ted three. I've been hearing. I have started to see things in the headlines again. The headlines so far have just been uh, Soderbergh saying this is going to be good, and I don't remember yeah. if he's like was the director of the first two and maybe he's not doing the third or I don't know, but he says it's going to be good. Okay. I would hope he thinks it's good. glad, glad to hear it. Um, whatever. Thanks um, for your input. Yeah. But again, we don't know what's going to happen. So hopefully theaters will be back up and running enough by August. Uh, I think it's August 21st. Well, it's on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah. So if not, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys up to date. Um, worst case scenario, we may have to push, uh, push it back and and just move around the schedule a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about that later. So, guys, uh, listener input. I got it. I got the most interesting piece of listener input that I've gotten in a long time. Victor's mom emailed. <laughs> was, and I was like, "Hey, Victor's mom." Was it his mom on his behalf or no? She says just her. She said, "Hi, Victor's mom here. Just listened to your episode about Cold War." And the episode you were thinking of is The Hungry Earth from season five, where they end up in Wales instead of Rio. So remember, I was like, what episode was this where this happened? It was The Hungry Earth. She said, this also reminded me of The Idiot's Lantern, where the doctor and Rose were trying to go see Elvis in New York and ended up in London. Some great feedback, but I don't remember what the particulars of this that we were talking about were. Oh, you don't remember? Okay, all right. So I'm glad you said. Like that. I remember, it was something where, like, you know. Okay, so for us, this was two the weeks. Intro ago. reminded us of something. For for us, this was two weeks ago. It's two weeks ago for the viewers too. By the t- yes, but not today when she emailed me. <laughs> Whatever. She just listened to it. Anyways, we were talking about Cold War, and he he came out and was and went Las Vegas, and then it was like, <laughs> orp, 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 you know, submarine in distress. Oh yeah. <laughs> said that it was reminding me of some other episode yeah that was it yeah. yeah and i and i felt like the companion came out dressed for rio oh, and yeah. actually and i didn't someone, even... someone asked like why she was yeah dressed throughout like... the episode it was like why are you dressed like that i was dressed for rio you know how um, did you end up in wales i don't understand right yeah and it was like a cold day in a cold dreary day in wales and she's like <laughs> you know i was dressed for rio um so she did say that, and then she uh, – and I've, I've completely forgotten about this part where doc, the doctor uh, – so this would have been nine – I'm sorry, ten and Rose um, were tr- – wait, what did it have been? The Idiot's Lantern? Was that – No, that was nine. Was that nine? That was like the third episode, wasn't it? No, that was no. ten Oh, wait, no, no, that was, no, no. That was ten and Martha, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, those are the TVs. No, 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 no. The Idiot's Lantern was was Rose because Rose got her face okay. sucked Well, off. it was definitely – It was definitely ten. ten. Yeah, because yeah. there's that yeah. – the uh the whole scene where Tin is like looking at the blank faced oh. Martha, and then the Rose. amazing Rose. gif, Rose. whatever her name is, <laughs> then the amazing gif where he's drawn a freaking squiggly face on the blank Rose face. Have you, you seen haven't that? seen that? No, it's you amazing. haven't seen that. <laughs> what is he he's like, doing? We'll send it. It's, it's really funny. <laughs> send me that so I can put it he's on the like, Facebook page. And then he's like drawing a smiley <laughs> face. Yeah. Like a smiley face? Yeah. yeah here. Like, oh my I can probably little find dots it. in oh, the little so smiley face. At any rate, um, they were they were trying to go to New York to see Elvis and ended up in London for the episode The Idiot's Lantern. So yes. uh, that was Victor's mom, Monica, who emailed in about that. So 
Um, I, so I emailed back immediately and I was like, Hey, Victor's mom. I was like, I didn't even know that you listened. <laughs> so I knew that Victor was listening along. I didn't know that she listened with him. So, um, that is awesome. I love that, uh, that y'all are listening together. So now I'm curious, uh, if, if you were already a Dr. Who fan, did, did you get Victor into it or did he get you into it? That's what I want to know now. I always want to know, mm-hmm. um, all these, all these family scenarios. Well, the backstories. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, by the way, anybody else, uh, that is, uh, that is interested in reaching out, you can email us at noobsandthehoovian at gmail.com. Uh, message me on Twitter, noobshoovian or uh, facebook.com slash noobsandthehoovian. Hit us up any way that you want to and let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, are you listening along with your kid or your parents? Uh, if you are, who got who into what? Um, I would love to hear like somebody got their kid into Doctor Who and then their kid found the podcast and now they're listening together or something mm-hmm. like that. Or um, even better, I would love to find out that like somebody found our podcast, introduced it to their parents, and it turns out their parents was already a Whovian all along. I've been waiting for this day. Your training begins now. I already uh, knew about this podcast. Oh, before it was oh, even made. That would twist. be. Wait. That would be. Oh, before wait. it was made. You, you lost me on that part. <laughs> plot but I would no. That would be plot twist. I already listened to this. That would be amazing. Before right. it was made. You are so behind, man. They're like a hundred episodes in. You got to catch up, son. All right. So drop anyway. two. Drop two. Uh, let's see the game plan. Uh, next week we're heading back into uh, the the regular season with episode ten that we started to watch the other night. I mean, we literally had it queued up. Oh, yeah. Like the BBC logo was on the screen. We were ri- ready to rock and roll. Uh, we're going to be doing Journey to the Sitter. Uh, sitter. Center. The, the Sitter of the TARDIS. The person okay? that yes. babysits the TARDIS when the doctor is away. Journey <laughs> to the Center of the TARDIS. You know what it is? It's the British spelling of center. It's messing me up. It's spelled R-E instead of E-R because... British people spell whatever. stuff weird. Uh, yeah. They said the same thing about us. So at any rate, know, um, right? <laughs> we'll be doing that. And then uh, the Crimson Horror and Nightmare in Silver. And uh, that'll carry us through episode 12 of the mm-hmm. season. After that, we will have a primer episode coming out about the sixth Doctor. And then we will have, of course, the sixth Doctor episode. Actually, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm reminding myself here. We're actually supposed to release the sixth Doctor primer episode early. So that'll be episode 107.5 instead of 108.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll have a, a you'll have the sixth Doctor primer. That'll be like a Wednesday release type of thing. Nightmare in Silver. And then we'll do the sixth Doctor rewind, the two Doctors. So we're actually going to be doing a, a two Doctor episode that is the sixth Doctor and the second Doctor. So that's, that's to me, that's interesting. I don't know if that's ever uh, happened mm-hmm. other than this where you've had out-of-sequence doctors yeah. uh, meeting up in this kind of a way. Uh, so you have two and six meeting up. It is a three-part serial, and this one season, this uh, 22nd season of Doctor Who, had 45-minute episodes. They switched mm-hmm. to 45-minute episodes, they did it for one year, and then they went right back. So I don't know what that tells you, but uh, so so block that out. When you're thinking about this, this is three 45-minute episodes uh, or Imagine if we always got that much. Huh? Imagine if we always got and take a long like three. Time. I know we've done that. We have done that one time where uh-huh. we had we had the three parter with with tenant. Yeah, and uh, oh, yeah, then it turned out yeah. it kind of wasn't really a three parter. We probably could have broke it up, but we decided not to anyway. Uh, so but, at any rate, guys, that's what's coming up after the sixth Doctor uh, 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 Doctor Classic Who Rewind. We'll have uh, several special things happening all in a row. So we'll have Adventure in Space and Time, which is the 
uh, sort of docudrama that talks about, uh, that shows us how Doctor Who got started. Um, really fun if you haven't ever seen that before. Uh, then we'll have the name of the Doctor, which is the season finale, followed by the day of the Doctor, which is the 50th anniversary episode, followed by the time of the Doctor, which is the Christmas special. And actually, somewhere in the midst of all that, there is also the night of the Doctor, which is <laughs> the prequel, I think, to mm-hmm. the day of the Doctor. So we'll, we'll yeah, throw yeah. that in there. Um, not as a standalone episode, but we'll, yeah. we'll definitely uh, make sure that we watch all of that. Um, and so after the time of the Doctor, that Christmas special is a regeneration episode. So we'll be heading into a Smith recap. And then, guys, got a whole new Doctor. Now, all of that sounded like that's happening tomorrow. But yeah. uh, we won't meet Capaldi until uh, August 9th. So it is still a little ways away. Um, we, we have a little bit of time before we get there. But I just wanted to outline... Uh, the direction that we're headed in. So uh, that's all that we've got as far as the game plan. Um, what is this, Corbin? That was Trip's theory. He put it in the heading oh, for yeah. some reason. Oh, by accident. Good job, Trip. So Trip's theory is he thinks that the kids of Bill and Ted are the famous Bill and Ted. I love this theory. Yes. I love this theory so much. The more I think about it, I hope this. It makes I definitely so much- want this to be right. Yes. I also want to know, is anybody else putting this out on the internet? Did anybody else think of this? And are there like hundreds of articles that have already been written about this and we're late to the game? Anyways, uh, (laughs) it still came off the top of your head because I know know, um, we haven't talked about any of that. So, Guys, Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I am Trip. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com. No, not this time. Thanks to <laughs> IMDB.com for the trivia. Uh, thanks to Jared for his segment. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, you, oh, no. Oh, my gosh, Dan. Oh, no. We just, Well, last time he didn't have a segment, and so we didn't put it in. And he hasn't sent us one yet. He might. So if he... Okay, Jared, here's, here's the deal. I don't know why I'm saying this to you because you won't hear this before it's released. But (laughs) if Jared submits a segment, we will tag it at the end. So please, 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 please stick around for Jared's uh, segment on Bill and Ted. Yeah, possible Bill and Ted segment at the end. And thanks to him for that, if he did that. If not, thanks to him anyways for just being awesome. So shout outs to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. Make sure you look us up on Facebook.com slash Noobs in the Whovian. Email us at noobsinthehoovian at gmail.com. Consider supporting us at patreon.com slash noobsinthehoovian. And you can find all of these links plus more like the full show notes at noobsinthehoovian.com. Wherever you found us, make sure you subscribe, leave us a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're we're the noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Station!